Welcome to the official Universal Disney Nuts podcast. If you're passionate about Central Florida theme parks like we are, then you've come to the right place. Now on to the show. Here's your host, Bill Balserski. Universal Disney Nuts, I am Bill, your host, UDN Live from the Tiki Bar. We have the Motley crew. Motley? When did we become Motley? Yes, the Motley crew. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Summer in Florida and rain in the afternoon. Shocker. I know. Although it has cooled off a little bit, which is nice. Feels nice. So, cold front tomorrow. Yeah, supposed to drop down into the 60s tomorrow night. Hopefully. That's what they're saying. I don't know if I believe it or not, but. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, we have Mr. Dave Indy. Hello. And of course, Miss Tanya. Hello. Busy week here in the parks. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Where did all these people come from? Like the days of us enjoying going to the parks, yes, we have to wear our masks, but getting on the ride in 10 minutes are over. Yes. <laughs> yeah, for the most part, unless there's a storm like this. Mine train was back up to like 130 minutes. Same. Yeah, like 105 minutes or something yeah. like that. And, and I can understand why Disney is continuing to do the reservation system, because if they don't, mm-hmm. imagine if Disney just opened up like Universal did. Like, oh, my God, they would be at capacity every single day. Well, Easily. Universal's still at a certain percentage, aren't they? Yeah, they're still running at like the 25 to 30%. No, it's been higher than that because Disney's about 50% right now. Have they? Yeah. I, I would see that, that they're probably going to raise that percentage Maybe up as time goes HHN on. Maybe with the HHN stuff, they haven't really fully announced it publicly the last thing they said they were still running it very low yeah well uh, disney didn't announce anything either but with shush (laughs) (laughs) with you know the the amount of people that are in the parks and everything else you can definitely tell that they increased the the capacities in the parks especially on the weekends i'm sure this news doesn't help the situation any but uh Certainly the biggest news since the last podcast is that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has announced this week that the state of Florida is moving to the third and final stage of its reopening plan. Yes. The announcement was made earlier this week in St. Petersburg. The move doesn't come without heavy scrutiny, though. Of course not. People are uh, mixed on that decision. I think uh, we should be full throttle ahead. As do I. Damn the torpedoes. And if it gets bad, we can always shut it back down. Yes. But it allows social distancing to be limited, Mm -hmm. if not lifted completely. Uh, No limit on the number of people getting together at one time. At first, it started at 10 when Mm -hmm. things were crazy. Then it went to 50, 50. and now it's unlimited. All non-essential travel restrictions have been lifted for the state of Florida. Companies can bring workers back to work, which is exciting. Yes. Especially for all those laid off. Exactly. And all nightclubs, bars, restaurants, state parks, movie theaters, casinos, and large sporting events can operate at full capacity. 
get out there and support the single moms. Absolutely. Really? <laughs> That's what you took from yeah. all of this. The important thing is the state of Florida is reopening. We're going back to the way it was prior to COVID. You still I, have to wear your masks, so. Absolutely. Yeah. We're, not, we're not done with that yet. I think the governor has got a set of steel you-know-whats, and he's laid them on the table, and this is either going to make him look like a genius or make him look like an idiot. And I think he is very brave for what he's doing. I don't think that that this situation is going to backfire on him. I don't I, think so, because everybody's still going to proceed with caution, well, here's even th though they have the... Right. Here's the thing. It's up to us on, on how much protection we want to do, right? Yes. So Disney's not going to turn around and say, no, you can't wear masks anymore. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, if you don't feel comfortable being around all those people at Disney, then wear your mask. Yep. You know, take, take the precautions, but the state is not going to enforce that stuff. So Right. But the count by county by county, like Orange County, you're still required to wear the mask. Right. I don't know if there's any counties that have actually lifted the mask mandate that though. Probably not because Orange County, I know, only found out 30 minutes prior to their normal weekly or daily every other day news conference mm -hmm. about the changes coming. So I know they were going to have their legal team look it over mm -hmm. to figure out. But they said the masks are still in place, I guess, even if they can't find people, they still want to enforce that to a certain right. degree in the social distancing for now. Well, here's the thing. He's got a 50-50 shot, right? Yeah. So he opens up the state completely, and the numbers skyrocket. He shuts the state back down. Lesson learned. Or go back down to phase two. Right. We can always go back down. Right. But let's just say that he opens the state up, and everything's fine, and we're one of the first states to do it, and then the rest of the country sees, hey, look, Florida is back to complete prior COVID stuff, and they're not – their numbers aren't going crazy. Yeah. Do we have to watch it? Do we have to be careful? Of course. Yeah. But do we need to continue to hide in our homes and, and shut down businesses and all that other stuff? No. I don't think we're there anymore. No. No, and I wasn't a fan I think of that prior to all of this. But <laughs> Some say that he's putting lives in danger while others are saying that he's showing his leadership in getting the state back on track. I definitely think he's showing his leadership. It has to happen. One way or another, right? Yeah, eventually it's, we're going to have to pull that trigger in a sense. You know, the only part that it will be the thing to watch for Orange County, honestly, will be the nightclubs and bars. Yeah. I don't think, the obviously, the theme parks have not had any related. They're going to do what they have to. It was literally the last time was the bars by my UCF, area, by UCF, yeah. and downtown. <laughs> But I think the bar owners even now have kind of learned a lesson. If they want money coming in, they've got to make sure they do something intelligent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, iDrive has been an absolute ghost town. And it's hopefully been this will. up on the weekends, though. Yeah, it, it has. But, I mean, for overall, I mean, there's just been tumbleweeds. And yeah. it seems like an apocalyptic situation when you drive down iDrive during the week. So Yeah, because yeah, I, when I went to dinner with Dan and Michelle, it was, and it was the Saturday night. It was, it was actually pretty busy. Was it? Yeah. Good. Good. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I know Icon Park that one night was pretty busy. Yeah, yeah. it was. So hopefully things are getting back on track, but 
Although there's no official word for most theme parks, I think Disney did make a statement. I'll they did make a statement, which I'll go over here in a little bit. Okay, we'll, we'll get there. But uh, keep in mind that these parks are private property. Yes. And they can operate as they see fit. So Correct. even though that Governor DeSantis is opening up, initiating phase three and opening up the state, it is up to Disney, Universal, SeaWorld, all these theme parks to either cooperate with that or maintain their present status, which I think is smart on Disney's part to maintain what they got for now. Mm-hmm. And I think then all of them slowly. Will. Yeah. I, I think all of they'll them will inch it little by little. Too. Yeah. Yeah. They'll ease into it. Yeah. They're not just going to jump across the line. They're going to ease. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, and I think the, all of these parks have done a phenomenal job no, I agree. with this whole COVID thing. Mm-hmm. So um, this could get crazy though especially with with phase three being initiated. Um, remember, you still need reservations for Disney. So if you are mm-hmm. coming down, we're loosening up the international travel, which is great. Yeah. So the international folks can come and enjoy the theme parks. Uh, guys out there that guys and gals out there that are considering doing that, please come. We're ready for you. You know, I mean, it's it's been a long time coming. It's safe. You don't have to worry about anything. Yeah, we've been to the parks how many times? Both God. Universal and Disney. and Yeah, as soon as they yeah. started opening up, we were at all four. So Universal's wide open up to a certain point, right? Yeah, they're not at 100%, nor will they probably be for a while. It's just kind of like Disney and them. They're going to – because the last thing anybody wants is to have a case related to them, so they're still going to use caution as caution. they move forward. Yeah. But they are slacking off a little bit as far as universal because they're no longer spacing on rides they announced that that's well, yeah certain rides certain rides yeah. Right. yeah like a lot of the coasters but they got that approval before stage three mm-hmm. um went into effect as well whether they had an insight of hey this is what's probably going to be happening in the next month or no i don't know but they already did that so but they're still not i think putting part different families together on the same it's just you're now one row behind each other and stuff Back to higher capacity, shorter line times. Yeah, Hulk and I don't know. Rip Ride Rocket. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the good news is maybe this means that everybody's going back to work. That would be a good thing. The the hotels need to open up. The the attractions need to open up. I I like the fact that Disney and Universal are controlling how many people come in because if they were to go full throttle wide open, can you imagine what these parks would be like? <laughs> I wouldn't want to be at them. I all mean, the capacity ass- every the, single yeah, day. Yeah, all of the annual pass holders are, you know, itching to to get back. <laughs> yeah, and, and sp- <laughs> speaking of annual pass holders, a big announcement today. We'll c- talk about that. Big announcement, sort of. It helps certain people, but yes. it doesn't help other people. Correct. Sorry, Tamika, <laughs> but she's been desperate to get an I annual know. pass since she's moved here. But uh, she w- she will have her chance. Yeah. I'm sure that'll be the next next step. So we'll chill, woman. That. Chill. You'll get your chance. <laughs> <laughs> so um, moving on, because we have a lot to talk about yeah. today. Busy show. Um, speaking about trying to get back to normal, you saw what happened out there in California, downtown Disney? Yes. Hit, I hadn't until y'all told me. Hit capacity within five minutes of opening. Downtown Disney. Do you think people are missing Disney? It was like a rope drop to attraction. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. 
I mean, you see how busy the parks are, and Disney's fighting the crowds back here in Florida. Yeah. Can you imagine what it's like in California? Oh, yeah. Everything's been closed for so long. People are just stir crazy out there. Yeah, yeah man. Well, Disney so. has been petitioning the government as well as I think even some of the the city members in like the local governments and yeah, everything are I, saying I something to the governor. Briefly. They're like, man, we that, need to open. Like, let's do this. Come yeah, on. The governor ain't having that though. No. I mean, the governor wants to keep everything shut down. Yeah, but when you have the city government starting to say something, I somebody's going to have to listen. Yeah, <laughs> to listen sooner or later. It's going to come to a head. There's no doubt about it, and they're going to yep. have to make a decision about it. But I think everybody. I think all eyes are on Florida right now because when we get to phase three, when we finally get to the finished phase three, they're going to pay attention to what is going on in the parks. And if the numbers skyrocket, California's never opening Disneyland. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll have to wait and see for that. Yeah. I hope for everybody out in California that it does open up soon. Exactly. We're rooting for you. Trust us. Yeah. When we went out there, we had a good time. So. Uh, I loved Disneyland. Yeah, Never it was been. very cool. Still a bucket list. Yeah, it's it's very cool out there, man. We we didn't think we were going to have a good time, and we had a blast. Yeah, I enjoyed it so, immensely. Uh, speaking about Disney, do you hear about the whole Evil Knievel thing? That I did. Okay, so for those of you who haven't heard, if you guys have watched Toy Story 4 you will see the iconic 1970 toy model of Evil Knievel, right? And Duke Kaboom. Duke Kaboom, yeah. right. And you remember he was the, you know, the Evil Knievel was on his bike and he spun that thing and then it, it hit a certain point and you hit the button and the thing would take off, mm-hmm. set up that little ramp, like he's <laughs> jumping over. I had it, dude. I love that toy. Yep. Didn't so, it have a loop-de-loop, too? Oh, yeah. yeah. And then you set the ramp up, and it's like you're jumping the Grand Canyon. And, and you're putting it on the table and see now. And you're, <laughs> and you're jumping the cat, you know? Like, it, it was awesome. So, one little minor hiccup. Disney never got permission from the Evil Knievel estate to use his likeness. And although they're mocking the toy, the toy is of... Evil Knievel. Yes. So, theoretically, they own the copyrights to the toy. So, if Disney was mocking the toy, he's mocking Evil Knievel, and they didn't get permission to use Evil Knievel's likeliness in Toy Story 4, and now, hello, Disney's getting sued. Yep. He's not only suing Disney, but he's also suing Pixar for using his father's... It's the son who's mounting this. Yeah. uh, Who's using... His father's likeliness without permission in movie Toy Story 4. So Disney denies the allegations, of course. Here's the thing. Break out your checkbook, Disney. Because if you watch that movie, it looks exactly like Evil Knievel. Mm -hmm. And you can call it whatever you want. At the end of the day, that's exactly what that was. You know, they'll come to an agreement. Right. Some form, usually behind closed doors. Right, exactly. That you know, somebody's getting. I find paid. it strange that they wouldn't have gotten permission, though. I mean, that just seems like a huge oversight. Oversight, yeah, uh, exactly. The problem is Disney thinks they can do whatever they want whenever they want, and yeah. and Disney's approach to this was, well, we're not using any authentic, evil Knievel stuff. We're we're mocking the toy because the toy is iconic. 
I mean, if you grew up in the 70s and 80s, you knew that toy. Mm-hmm. You know, like I had it. I loved it. That was like one of my favorite toys. That's so, like, yeah, I think my brother had it. <laughs> so we'll see how this turns out. But I guarantee you Disney's going to break out their checkbook to make this go away. So, you know, bravo on his son for defending his father's legacy, you know. Or he needs the money. Or he needs the money. Universal has finally announced that thing that they've been ag- trying to avoid of not acknowledging for a long time. Or did they? Or did they? Pay attention to nothing. <laughs> pay, pay no <laughs> pay attention, attention to, the, to the track behind. that's behind us. <laughs> right. This week has been kind of chaotic. I mean, there seems to be a pattern here, though, right? They release something, then they retract it, release something, retract it. And it's all oh, this buzz because Universal's finally releasing what this, they're acknowledging what that big roller coaster looks like over in Jurassic Park, right? Yeah, no, they're not. And no, they're not. No, you're not. It's like those State Farm commercials, or what was it, with the guy with the little dollar? Ooh, got to be quicker than that. <laughs> the dollar bill. Yeah. Hey, check this out. This is our new roller coaster. Ah, no. Oh, so sorry. But wait, there's more. Here, look at this. Uh, no, no. Okay. But, Indy, you're going to cover that. I will. So we'll get there. But uh, they've done this to other rides, though. You remember, what, Hagrid's? Hagrid's actually got spoiled on Pottermore, so Universal had to hurry and make an announcement because of that, because that tied into going back to when they used to have their Wizarding World weekends um, back in January before Haggard's opened, that was a tease for that one. They right. did it with Born. They did it with yep. um, Cinematic Spectacular. So, so maybe it's Universal that's leaking the stuff. Either that, or somebody just doesn't know how to hit the right key. <laughs> because I, I find that hard to believe. I mean, this is four times now. They need I to get mean, rid of that same person if it's the same person. Maybe they're other just than Pottermore. Maybe they're just building hype up. I don't know. That's what I thought, but I, a couple of other people that have kind of more insight say no because there's certain ways they would normally do something. These are actual true oops. Yeah, that's right. They were saying that they would have more of a hoopla. And they would go media and, and through their personal stuff first. So these are complete slip-ups. Maybe someone's doing something as a draft, wants to save copies of final file who knows i will i will tell you that if i am universal and this stuff continues to happen with every new ride i would start lie detecting everybody (laughs) (laughs) or just be like yeah it was a tease yeah yeah exactly i think there's more to it than that but oh yeah all right so moving on uh obviously there's other things going on social media i don't know if you've paid attention to some of these groups like the pass holder groups and everything yeah Holy drama. I know. I, d- I don't Thank get God it. Thank God I missed a lot of that. I, I cannot even imagine how somebody can go into these groups on Facebook now and, and seriously have a conversation because you get gaslighted immediately mm-hmm. if you have any kind of opinion. Really? Like, oh, wow. Yeah. It's bad. It's <laughs> Bro, really bad. It's insane, man. It's like the drama is just unbelievable like i don't want to ever get that big at udn to where that's the way we roll yeah you know like if no we, i think we're pretty good at squashing like anything that petty. comes up like that yeah we yeah. we have a close family and mm-hmm. we all know that listen keep the drama for your mama we don't like it here you know yeah. stuff like that but yeah. as we get bigger that's going to get harder and harder to, to to manage i think the infamous did you use the search bar Right. Oh, God. Here we go. 
So the big thing this week, which was brought up several times, and I'm very, very confused. Very confused. Because the big topic in these groups right now is smoking in the theme parks. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it either. Like, folks. That was we decided. Pre-COVID. May 1st. 2019, the announcement happened. Yeah, it's been well over a year. Well over a year that all, not just Disney, all Central Florida theme parks are non-smoking. Yeah. Don't come down here. And think that you're going to be allowed to smoke in the parks. Be able to smoke in the parks? Like, what are you doing? Including right vaping. Yes. Oh my God! Like, that's what we're worried about: smoking in the parks. I know. We we got all this COVID stuff going on and we got we're trying to maintain some kind of sense of normalcy in these parks and trying to have a good time and everything else. And people are absolutely losing their minds about smoking in the parks. Yeah, and that has been addressed addressed and put to bed like May first, <laughs> two thousand nineteen. Like that child in the it. middle of the night that climbs out of bed. <laughs> Unbelievable. Like, why is this an issue all over again? This is not news, people. Right. Like, so, folks, if there's any up. question about smoking, here it is. All Central Florida theme parks are non-smoking, which includes Disney Springs and City. That started May 1st, 2019, and it's not going away. Uh, last but certainly not least, Disney Cruise Lines has announced that although they're not sailing until mid-December... They are now extending its final payment schedules for sailings through March 2021. Guests will be able to make final payments up to 60 days before their departures. And the cancellation policy has been relaxed because obviously mm -hmm. people are sketchy about this whole thing. And, you know, once you're on a cruise ship, you ain't getting off. No. Nope. You know, for especially. Week, three weeks. Right. Especially if there's <laughs> a breakout, right? So oh, yeah. I think cruise ships are going to come back, but I don't think. Cruise ships are going to come back for another year because that's last on take a everybody's while. list mm. when no. it comes to COVID. Like, I am not putting myself in that situation. I'd do it. Yeah. I'd do it. Uh, there might be some brave souls out there, but <laughs> once you get an outbreak, like, on a, on a cruise ship like that, oh, man. Well, it's kind of like, I think, like the theme parks. Because there's going to be less people willing to take that chance, it's going to be a more enjoyable experience right off the bat that is a good point that is a good point yeah they've also established a new refund policy in place 14 days before you sail wow. so if you get cold feet 17 days before you sail you can cancel without any any penalty uh that's according to disney's cruise line website so so let's move on to mr indy <laughs> <laughs> So going back to kind of like you were talking about earlier on capacity, as everyone may or may not know, Universal had opened up two of their haunted houses, as I mentioned on the last podcast. Say that three times fast. Broadcast. Broadcast. And uh, obviously that first, what they called was a test weekend, 
within literally minutes, the virtual queue lines for those houses were maxed out. I was going to say, it was Shocker. sold out really yeah, Exactly. <laughs> I figured that's what would happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially if it was only going to be a possible one week. But good news is the testing went well. So basically, starting October 3rd through November 1st, they will be open daily, again, using the virtual queue line. So once you get to the park, you know, definitely I'd recommend going maybe on a weekday if you can on that one because weekends are definitely going to be busier with people mm. kids out of school they're all they're going to try to be there as well but you can get your halloween horror nights fix as much as you can as well as there's still the trick-or-treating over at islands of adventure at that same time is it islands of adventure or universal studios has the two houses they also have the scarecrow stock scavenger hunt so there's 13 scarecrows throughout universal studios um, the reward is a candy bag sampler, why supplies last. Oh, we uh, need to on go that do one. that. Uh, as well as they have a skeleton bar over there where Cafe La Bamba is. That looks really I cool. I saw some of those. Yeah, that, <laughs> those have actually had longer lines uh, with the weather than sometimes the houses, I've been told. Oh, really? Um, people just wanting to get in there and get that done on that one but yeah for the trick-or-treating that's over at islands of adventure at select locations you just got to look for the pumpkin heads oh okay um, i misread that i thought that was over at universal Studios side okay yeah they're doing it to keep obviously the crowds a little bit more and remember Balanced. you can dress up costumes just go to the universal's website though to see you know terms and conditions in regards to dressing up like facial masks things of that nature but definitely excited on that one also speaking of facial masks universal studio side now has a mask free or a u rest area over in front of the jimmy fallon's over closer to uh finnegan's and stuff right there in the park area nice so kind of nice that it's right there in the park so you can take off your mask i've seen table separations and stuff so Definitely a great break over in that area for it. And then, obviously, with everything going on and Halloween Horror Nights, the premier annual pass holders were getting uh, express after 4 at, I mean, apologize, 2 o'clock during the weekdays and weekends. Now it's only weekdays on weekends. It's gone back to the 4 p.m. time with everything because of the crowds being so high on that one. So, And they've also extended the pass holder appreciation until the end of October for everybody. So if you basically Oh, I hadn't heard to, that. Oh, yep. cool. Because there was so, something I wanted to get at Finnegan's. So you're all set, and at least until the end of October. So plenty Sweet. of time to go spend Bill's money. Yay! <laughs> we get yeah, to spend was, Bill's money! Was, <laughs> Yay! Bill yeah, likes there that. was uh, sliders at Finnegan's that I wanted to get. Well, not only that, but on select days, and or I should say weekends in October, the park will be open until 9 p.m. So awesome. Get Bonus. Exactly. Whoop, whoop. When it's not as hot. And obviously Beetlejuice has got meeting greets going on during this time frame, which I always think is cool. I'd give to anything to have them bring back the graveyard review. Yeah, you know, this whole Halloween Harnace has been an absolute disaster, but I think they're trying to do the best they can with what they got. Yeah, yeah. with the cards they've been dealt. I think they've handled it quite well Yeah, and stuff. And then flipping over to... The other side about annual pass holders over at Islands of Adventure in the Jurassic Park Discovery Center. Downstairs is now a annual pass lounge open till 3 p.m. each day. So you can eat down there from below dirt burger digs and stuff um, around the dinosaurs. The interactive stuff, all that's kind of shut down, but you can sit next to the rotating dinosaur eggs, things of that nature. Cool. Eat next to a I don't a think dinosaur. I've ever been in there. It's kind of cool to go down there. 
we we have been in there, but it's been very brief. Like and that's we only to eat, out. correct? Um, it's the annual passholder lounge, so they got like the oh, freestyle okay. machines. You can go down there oh, and probably okay. rest and stuff, but okay. because the restaurant's right above it. Like when you walk into the right there, you have your quick service stuff, and mm. then to the left, which is usually where they have it closed off, mm -hmm. uh, you of could take stairs. the stairs down, just mm -hmm. like the, in the movie, you could take the stairs down to the bottom part now, and it's a... That's cool. one thing about Universal I love, man. They're really hooking up their annual pass holders. And they do. They take good care of them. Yeah, and I think that's something Disney can learn from, truth be told. But Disney has a lot more annual pass holders than Universal does. That I would agree. So, well, I mean. Yes, but it's like any time they give something to a group, it's like they take it away. Like Disney, like the Chase Lounge that used to be above yeah. the American Pavilion. Yes, and, that um, was nice. That was the, nice. There was a military lounge, actually, um, in when Epcot, back yeah. in that Epcot and Spaceship Earth. Siemens Military Lounge, which was awesome because if you were active duty military or reservist or retired, yeah. you could go into this lounge. It's a very private. It was small. It was very small, but it was a very nice place to relax and kind of recover mm -hmm. off from running around Disney all day. Yeah. And it was their way of thanking military members for their service, and it was really cool, and then... It just went away, and they don't do it anymore. And Sad. Yeah, and the Chase Lounge is now a Club 33 lounge. Yeah, so, yeah. and so. here's the thing, you know, like, we have a Disney Chase card, and we've been members for a couple of years now, and, and we enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. We love the card, but the thing about it is the perks aren't as much as what it used to be. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's like, mm, come on, guys. You got to step up. Step up a little bit. Exactly. <laughs> well, Universal still has, as long as you paid with an Amex, they still got the Amex lounge. Now, I don't know if they've been opening it like they used to, 9 to 5, over there uh, by Shrek. But it's kind of a little hidden door right over there between that and Monsters Cafe. But you kind of go right back oh. in that corner, and there's a little glass door, and you see a little plaque on it. And you go in there, and if you paid with your American Express... You can show it, and then you get in there. They had like complimentary bottles of water, nice little couches, oh. and stuff. Um, charging stations for your phone that were free. So yeah, definitely was a. Those a nice are the little things that make a difference. It does. Yeah. Speaking of the whole mask mandate, Universal's been rolling out quite a few new masks. They got the new blue UO ones. Um, there's two of them out. There's a Trolls one, Jurassic Park, Retro Frankenstein, and then I just saw the new Harry Potter. Jelly beans of every flavor. One that one, I actually like that one. I wouldn't mind having that one on a mask. Leave it to these parks to make money off of a pandemic. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you think of everybody else that has come out with themed masks. I mean, like everybody hey, it's, has it's their it's own It's the mask. next big thing. What's the <laughs> next big thing? They have teams of people that just, <sighs> that's all their, their sole job is to find out what the next big thing is. Yes. Yeah. How can we make a little cash? So, and then also over in Islands of Adventure, if you've walked into Lost Continent recently, you may notice the soundtrack is not what it used to be. Um, currently, they're doing meet and greets with select characters from Confu Panda, Madagascar, and Puss in Boots. Um, so, when you're in there, you're going to hear some of the soundtrack music playing um, currently. Some of them around Mythos, and then King Julian comes out over by Fire Eaters and Area as well in a jeep and stuff i've seen a couple of videos on it for that one so definitely something kind of neat there 
And then outside of Universal, I'm sure a lot of people have seen, uh, Tucson's has a robot dog named Latte. I saw that. Yeah. Which is really cool. And basically, that's at select times during the day. But that's something that, you know, I wouldn't mind or I expect to see more of a permanent thing once it passes testing phase. Welcome to Cyberdyne Systems. <laughs> Skynet. <laughs> your friend. Exactly. <laughs> something to keep an eye on. But... On a sadder note, and then hopefully this changes now with uh, Phase 3 and everything opening up, Universal did say that about 5,000 plus of the furloughed employees were still going to be extended at this time. But that was before Phase 3 was announced, so maybe that will end up changing exactly. God, I hope so. These these people have been struggling here in Central Florida. I mean, far be it for me to say, let's keep it in perspective, the whole country has been struggling, but... Central Florida has been impacted severely. Well, the whole world, really. It has, unfortunately. And, and when you when you thrive and you become one of the biggest tourist destinations in America, which we are here mm-hmm. in Orlando, yeah. something like this happens, it is devastating. I mean, absolutely devastating. So it is. I'm hoping that everything gets back to normal soon. Definitely. Not to leave out, even though I'll jump back to us here in a moment. I'm going to jump around Universal, around the world. Um, Hollywood, California City Walk. They have, obviously, the Secret Life of Pets attraction that was supposed to already be open. The pandemic kind of delayed the opening. But they have something called Adopt a Pup themed to Secret Life of Pets. So it's a couple of little stuffed animal dogs that you can purchase for $25. They actually are cute. They actually have bandanas and carriers for $15 that you can get as accessories to go along with it. Wouldn't be surprised to see that come into Orlando. Haven't seen or heard anything if they're just trying to tie it into the attraction. But, again... Money is money at the end of yep. the day, so hey. if they can sell stuff here, then I wouldn't be surprised to see that. But something I did recently see that kind of surprised me is a Snoopy store at the Japan one. It was pretty large. I watched a walkthrough video of it. Snoopy? Yeah, Snoopy and Peanuts. Just oh. curious how that would work here, possibly in the U.S. I, because they do have a following. They, they certainly do. I mean, Snoopy has been, we all grew up on Snoopy, but is yeah. it that much of a draw in States. I mean, we I got Hello know. Kitty over here. Well, yeah, okay. I'd rather see Peanuts than Hello Kitty, but that's me. You're not going to slap Hello Kitty all over your car? I'll slap it on the back of your truck. I mean, I will wrap your car in Hello Kitty. <laughs> Hot pink everywhere, bro. If you're going to pay for it, then I might do it just because I want to see what you do. I've seen me do it, dude. Don't push me. I was going to say, do you really want to tempt him? I, I, I will wrap your entire car in Hello Kitty. <laughs> be interesting bright neon pink <laughs> take take that to your car show <laughs> oh i will but i get to choose what the uh, style of that hello kitty is oh in. no no you don't either <laughs> oh yes i will and then obviously coming back to the our side of the world uh u of o is transitioning back to the fingerprint scanner so basically like they used to do when you went in mm-hmm. somebody's wiping them down each time basically you go i wonder through. if disney's gonna do that I don't know. However, it's supposedly in testing phase because someone asked one of the team members, and they said, for now, you can still opt out and show your ID if you'd like to. So see how that works, how long that option is available. And then before I get on to the last two bigger ones that I have, let me ask you. You've been to Aventura. I have. Y'all been Mm -hmm. upstairs to Bar 17 Bistro. Indeed we have. Yes. Did you feel safe or did you feel it was a dangerous place? 
I thought I loved it. Define dangerous. Did you feel safe being there? The glass walls were tall enough. I did, did and I am not a fan of heights. And I was walking along the, the glass. At no time have I ever felt uncomfortable being mm-hmm. there. Well, unfortunately, there is currently a lawsuit. I read this. In place. Correct. Yep. There was a father of the 27-year-old who back in last year, August 12th of 2019, who basically jumped from the roof of that bar. Um, basically, he climbed the glass? He yeah. climbed the glass and he f- jumped. He ended up climbing it. Basically, a, a wrongful death lawsuit against multiple organizations, including Universal and Lowe's, is accusing the employees of serving him enough alcohol that he was, as quoted, intoxicated to the extent that his normal facilities and judgment were substantially and significantly impaired. Uh, he thinks the employee should have monitored his son, so he's suing for 30000 as well as he wants safeguards like either a net, which I don't see how that will work, more security, and also spikes on top of the eight-foot glass wall on that one. So, I'm surprised he's not suing for more. Yeah, he supposedly he's gone there with his wife, um, and basically they were concerned for their safety and felt it was dangerous up there. Basically, Matthew, and I'll butcher the last name, Bahan, B-A-H-N-A, he was 27. Basically, he lost his job on the... 11th the night before from cold stone creamery in celebration he took a lift directly to the hotel had six mixed drinks in roughly about two hours supposedly attempted according to video uh attempted to climb the wall three different times by using one of the bar couches that is upstairs and was finally able to get over the wall unfortunately um and died from it a few days later though the father did find a note in the glove box which i don't know whose car it is since he took a lift um, basically saying that his life was hard and he was feeling depressed. And I know he supposedly lived with a roommate. So, I mean, unfortunately, the signs were there why he went to that bar. Right. Um, so, but I don't know if suing Universal in regards to the fact that, you know, so your son had a brief the, moment of lapse of judgment. The is lawyers of Universal are going to take that and run with it. You know, like, obviously, this kid was in not in the, the correct mental state. He was he planned this whole entire thing out and he used Universal mm-hmm. as the catalyst to for his suicide. Yeah. So, oh man, that's and that's it, tough. And I'm it sorry, is, and I've been up there, and those are not easy. Easy I mean, to be able to climb and get over. And I mean, I, I mean, don't know where the couch would have been that he an exact spot if it was in a blind spot or something that he got a couch over somewhere maybe. On that one, but definitely sad. But it made me think of Disney's contemporary um, up there where California, you know, gorillas. Oh, Are they yeah. ever going to do yeah. something Somebody. because there is no glass walls? And then lastly, the big oops, maybe not oops. Um, Universal <laughs> has officially announced uh, the Jurassic Park Veloster Coaster yeah. coming. Um, they finally announced it Woo-hoo! the other day. <laughs> exactly. The non-secret, secret, non-secret. Um it's finally been done. Um, it will be opening in summer of 2021, which I kind of figured maybe May or so for testing on that one. Um, it will send guests catapulting up to 70 miles an hour and more than 150 feet in the air. It's also going to be the world's first based on the blockbuster franchise. 
guests will also get to enjoy the it says original cast but chris pat and them are not original cast to me i'm sorry um I was but gonna say because that it's no <laughs> but it is drastic world not drastic park velocicoaster well, so i'll give true. them that one it'll have more than four thousand seven hundred feet of track going up the heights of actually 155 feet. The coaster signature maneuvers will have guests twisting and soaring above the land, barrel rolling just inches above the water, treating through near misses, launches, and then just a lap bar holding you in place, which, ah. yeah. Ah. So they'll have, <laughs> exactly. You'll accelerate through. Uh, yeah, that's kind of going to be interesting to see. But you accelerate through two pulse pounding launches, the fastest reaching 70 miles an hour in 2.4 seconds. So wait a second. So they're saying that this roller coaster Velociraptor is only going to have a lap bar? Only a lap restraint somehow. That's impossible. Dude, uh, yeah, have you seen it, this roller coaster? I have, and usually shoulder restraints are anything that goes upside down, so I don't know how this... There's is. no way they're getting away with lap restraints. There's no way. You're yeah, going to launch people know. across the park. <laughs> this ride it's like did, skipping rocks on the lake. Did, <laughs> <laughs> didn't you I'm say? I'm sorry, I shouldn't be laughing at that. But <laughs> that was awesome. That was such a visual. <laughs> didn't you say? <laughs> we all had it, too. <laughs> Got a 10 skipper there. Um, didn't you say, though, that this thing's cranking like three g's uh doesn't Four really g's? cover the g's but it's 70 miles an hour in 2.4 seconds there's no way they're they're going to be able to get a section there's uh, no way well there's two different launches but one of the launches gets you up to 70 in 2.4 seconds yeah and then with a lap bar with a lap bar also you're going to encounter a one-of-a-kind 360 degree barrel roll right above the <laughs> islands of adventure lagoon Back to that skipping rocks. You're going to experience a <laughs> no way. No even way. better. You're going to experience a zero gravity invert stall that will send riders upside down across a hundred feet of track in a jaw-dropping maneuver that's the first of its kind. You'll also go airborne during the towering top hat. Oh yeah, you're going oh, yeah, airborne. You're going airborne, all right. So the ride's only 155 feet. You may be able to get more than that. Also, after the top hat, which is that tall hill, you'll immediately go into 80 degree drop which is universal steepest yet. And then they'll also brace yourself for a total of 12 heart pounding seconds of airtime on this one, feeling weightlessness effortless you off your seat. So definitely uh, wow. something to keep an eye on. I did post earlier concept art besides the, I know the videos on our page for Facebook, but the concept arts there as well. And I tell you, oh, this thing looks mean. You know, but yeah, that whole it, definitely, lap bar. it definitely looks mean. Like, wow, this thing's going to be one of the best roller coasters in Orlando. Yeah. But lap bar? Yeah, I definitely want to see how this is going to work. That, that's got me a little uh, concerned. I, I want to see. The <laughs> it's all funny games until they launch somebody across the park. I want to see how that works with the test dummy. That's all I want to. But yeah. they're doing the car pull through right now. Right now, last I saw, it was still parked on the hill. Definitely exciting times for Universal. It definitely stepped it up after taking out uh, Dually Dragons or Dragons Challenge, however you remember it. Yeah. So, exciting news. All right. All right, Mr. Andy, thank you very much. Definitely. Now, before we get to Tanya, you have brought us some interesting stuff here. I did. Stuff that we'll be sharing on the Facebook, I know, with you taking some photos. But for those who like their butterbeer fix and, again, non-alcoholic, uh, don't let the name fool you, you can look up something called Flying Cauldron Butterscotch Beer. It's a non-alcoholic soda 
depending where you live, Walmart, I know, can sell it, Publix. If you live elsewhere, maybe check your local place, but go out to their website and look it up. It is a butterscotch cream soda, and it's the closest thing that I have ever found that tastes like a true butterbeer. So I brought ones for you all to sample to see kind of what your thoughts are. Very interesting. Thank you very much for that. Definitely. Uh, if you guys are on the UDN Facebook page, uh, go ahead and check it out. We're going to take some pictures of it while we record and post it to UDN to see your opinions. Exactly. Let me do this right now as we speak. And if you don't like the creamy stuff on top, which by J.K. Rollins is copyrighted, and they always have to have the creamy white stuff on top. Is that right? I didn't know that. It's Yeah. Legally, you could – and I heard someone say it one time when I was there. You could – it could kill you. You could be deathly allergic to whatever that cream is, but because of contract and copyright under what was worked between Universal and J.K. Rollins, they cannot leave it off. They have to serve it with it on. You can huh. scoop it off yourself, but they cannot give it to you even if you're like, yeah, that will kill me. Which wow. kind of surprised me. I guess they're coming at you like, okay, so just don't buy it. Yeah, right? or, or get the frozen. Well, I don't know about the frozen, but. Wow, that's yeah. interesting. Give As it to me, I'll Simba joins it. the podcast. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, what's up, bro? Got a, a rare sighting of Simba. <laughs> a rare Simba sighting, ladies and I gentlemen. I got the unfortunate rare back end. Of course, I got Kona chilling over here in the chair next to me. I was going to say, you're not without it. Okay, so we just posted that on, on Facebook uh, group. Let's crack these bad boys open. Yeah. I can't remember if they're twist top or not, so I'm going to let you do your thing there. I may have a bottle opener behind this bar somewhere. <laughs> well, yeah, I think. Right there. <laughs> I was going to say. You yeah. may have a tiki theme tiki bar. Thank you, sir. There you go, sir. Kona's looking at me like, where's mine? Exactly. All right. Let's see what we got here. See what your thoughts are. Flying Cauldron Butterscotch Beer. All right. I guess sugar. There you go. Yeah. Cheers. 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 That's too far to reach. <laughs> too far to reach. Here you go. In theory. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to try the Flying Cauldron Butterscotch Non-Alcoholic Beer, which is really Butterscotch Cream Soda. Tanya goes first. Wow. It's a wow from Tanya, ladies That's and gentlemen. That's really good. It looks like a beer, too. It does. And it has that same color, yeah. Now the question is, do you think it tastes like a butter beer? I think it does. All right, I'm going in. Cover me. Dun, 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 It definitely tastes like what's in the parks. Yeah. If you are into butterscotch, you're going to love this. Yep. Very sweet. It hits you with initial flavor, and then on the back end, it hits you with something. You know what I mean? That creamy taste. That cream taste. So it's like butterscotch right away, and then on the back end, it hits you with the cream. Uh, very good. So yeah. very definitely good. for those who – and it's gluten-free. Let me put that out there. Oh, 100% okay. natural and gluten-free. So awesome. somebody wants to get their Harry Potter fix on a butterbeer, and they can't get down here to Orlando to get their fix, which I still love to see Universal put a butterbeer cart in CityWalk. Hint, hint, not judge Universal. <laughs> Um, yeah, but unless they get the approval from J.K. Rowling, that's not going to yeah, happen. But they could not. really do something in a little corner somewhere, make it Harry Potter themed. They could work it somehow. Only 150 calories per bottle, and it is all natural. So if you guys are fans of butter beer, go check it out. Flying Cauldron Butterscotch Beer. It's non-alcoholic. 
It's actually a cream soda. It's very good. It is very good. I'm yes. impressed. Well done. Well Thank done, you. sir. Thank you for bringing that in. Yes. Oh, my Thank pleasure. You. you treated me with Disney sweets last time. <laughs> yeah. So, touche. Back at you. Right. All right. As we're running long on this podcast, but we're going to fire ahead here. We got a lot to cover. And we have a special guest today. Yes. Super excited. So, Tanya, take it away. All right. So, we're going to start with some Bad news first, some entertainment cuts and returns. <sighs> this past week, it was announced that the Grand Floridian Society Orchestra, currently known as the Disney Society Orchestra and has been playing over at Hollywood Studios, will be no more. As of October 3rd, 2020, they will no longer be playing as Disney has let them go. Boo. I know. I'm very sad about that. Kind of a hard pill to swallow since they've been playing at the Grand Floridian for 32 years. Wow. And I think they really kind of, you know, made it a little extra special, especially with the, the premium price point that you pay at the Grand Floridian. You expect these little touches, you know. Yeah, well, it definitely gave it the ambiance, you know what I mean? And between the orchestra and things like the gingerbread houses during the holidays, yeah. you know, that's what makes Disney unique. That's what makes everything cool. And and, yeah, and all these little entertainment things are going away. breaks my heart, man. It breaks my heart. They're certainly no, going to be missed. October 3rd is their last performance over at Hollywood Studios, not at the Grand Floridian. So they they're done at the Floridian. They've been done at the Grand Floridian since March. Oh. So they were brought back together to play over at Hollywood Studios. It's going to be packed. It's going to be packed when I those guys so. last show. Yeah. So sad. But uh, the good news is that at Hollywood Studios, the for the first time in forever, a Frozen sing-along celebration is returning on October 5th. So, for everybody that's looking forward to that, and Hollywood Studios certainly needs that. They have been the park with the longest wait times, and they really need to start bringing back some of these shows in order to take yep. off, you know, some of that Quick poll <laughs> question. Quick poll question. I'm going to throw this on UDN Live. Frozen or Moana? I have not seen either one. Oh, you suck. What? Frozen or Moana? But I'll go Moana. 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 Just because of the whole tropical idea better. Yeah, man. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, Frozen 2 Into the Woods. Is She's been watching that lately. Drag her so into the really woods. Have. I, think, I think Moana is so much better than Frozen. I, I said it. I'm sorry. I said it. I get it. Everybody loves Frozen, but no. I think Moana is far and away. But for those people who watch Moana and don't cry at the end, you have no soul. <laughs> Now I gotta watch it to see if I cry. I guess. I hey, there you go. Like a baby, I'm just like. See, we're, ah! gonna have have, we're gonna have to have Indy over and. I, yeah. I'm old school. I like Aristocats, the old Robin. We're Hood. gonna force yeah. you to watch both, and then we're gonna ask that question again. Go ahead, there Tanya, because we're okay. running along here. Extended park hours. So, we all, you know, a few episodes ago, we we're saying, you know, that Disney was cutting back their hours. You know, blah 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 blah. Well, every single week they seem to be changing the hours. Like the last podcast, they were extending the holiday hours starting November 6th. 
Well, now, starting this past weekend, they've extended hours in the parks. So Magic Kingdom is closing at 7, not 6. Hollywood Studios is closing at 8, not 7. Epcot is closing at 9, not 7. And Animal Kingdom is opening at 8 a.m., not 9 a.m., and closing at 6 p.m., not 5 p.m. Now, this has been on the weekends because it's been so much busier. And then the weekend after that, you're going to see some of the same hours, except since it's a holiday weekend, hours have been extended on Monday the 12th as well. And that weekend, Magic Kingdom is extended another hour till 8 p.m. and not 7 p.m. So if you're heading out to the parks, you make your reservations, but double check the MDE app, which is the My Disney Experience app, um, as to what the current hours are because they are constantly changing and it's really hard to keep up with. So we're Indeed. trying, but it's, it's changing almost like on a daily basis sometimes, it seems. Um, Le Chefs de France table service restaurant in the France Pavilion at Epcot is going to be reopening for lunch and dinner on October 8th. Um, they're not going to have the full menu um, like most other restaurants. They've you know cut their, their menu back, but they are going to be reopening. Advanced dining reservations are now open, so certainly Yay. get in there if you've been missing that restaurant. Uh, recreation cast members are getting recalled on October 3rd, so it looks like select recreational activities will be returning, kind of like the boat rentals and things along that lines. Yes. Uh, we're moving back in the, the right direction here a little bit. Indeed. Uh, Disney also came out this past week and announced that the D23 Expo will be held September 9th through the 11th, 2022 at the Anaheim Convention Center. So very much looking forward to that. I think Jen and I are going to try and get out to there. Yeah, you know, I I think they probably could have got away with 2021, but it makes sense. I mean, I 2022, agree. you know, this way we're f hopefully going to be far and away done with all this COVID yeah, stuff. Yeah, and there's going to be and a lot of, like, celebration up to going into the 100th anniversary of Walt Disney. Well, let's see. You know, it's, so. it's going to be uh, – Pretty spectacular, but just know that if you and Jen go to this thing, mm -hmm. you better so is your wallet. Yes, well, <laughs> that's to be expected. Of course. But uh, hope you're not claustrophobic. No, it's going to be busy, and there's going to be long lines. Because the last D23 yeah. did not go well as far as crowd control. Well, you also that. have to understand a lot of people that were going to that weren't used to going to a convention of that sort. If you're going to like Comic Con or anything else, you're going to have those long waits. You're going to have the long lines to get into panels and discussions and you know whatever else. So I, I think it's all in you know what you're used to. People who were used to going and know what the conventions are like were like, well, yeah, this is you know this was norm, and then the people going for the first time were like, uh. <laughs> what the heck is going on here? You right, know, right. shell shocked. So I'm I'm already anticipating that. So I'm just gonna just chill and take it as it comes. But and then just this afternoon, Disney announced today that they will begin selling new annual passes to pass holders with expired or canceled annual passes from March 
2020. So if you canceled or weren't able to renew your expired pass from March 2020, they are now selling new annual passes to those people. They are asking you to call the VIP pass holder line or to stop at the guest services in the parks or Disney go. Springs to help you. Okay. And last but not least, like Bill teased earlier, Florida is moving into phase three with Orange County still having an active mask mandate. Walt Disney World released a statement that said, we received the governor's executive order and are evaluating it to determine what it may mean for our business. We are not making any immediate changes. As a reminder, face coverings are still required at Walt Disney World Resort. And that is a direct quote from Walt Disney World. So there you there go. You have it. <laughs> stand by to stand by, folks. We're yes. going to figure it out. Yep. You know, uh, this is going to be baby steps, right? So we got it. We got to take it one step at a time. You know, it's just going to be one of those things. But I think for the rest of the year, you're going to see like small steps coming back, and then 2021, I think you're going to start seeing a whole lot more open up and freedom and shows and everything else coming back. So wonder what the first official event then will be for the new year. Tough to say. Festival of the Garden? Arts at Epcot? Maybe, or Flower and Garden? Maybe. Pick up where we left off. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> that would be interesting. That would be interesting. We'll just so. have to wait and see. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time. It is time for that famous part of the show, Mr. Dave Indy. Ladies and gentlemen, Ask Indy. It's a new segment that we have on our podcast. Mr. Dave Indy will be answering your questions live on the podcast. And this one's a doozy. I think I think this one this week really has is interesting. Yeah, definitely. It's one that not only was I just recently asked, but I've been asked when I worked for Universal and kind of shed some light on people. So a lot of people obviously always wonder, like Disney's always staying open till midnight one. However, Universal is always closed, maybe 11 o'clock at the latest, not counting actually Halloween Horror Nights, um, which is a s separate ticketed and, event. And sometimes it's like 5 p.m. Five or 6. Like, what? Yeah. But has anyone ever taken the time to actually look at Google Maps of Universal and where it sits? Basically, there is a high school sits directly behind Islands of Adventure as well as there's neighborhoods and universally actually ended up building apartments behind Fear Factor a couple of years ago. But because Orange County has a noise ordinance that after 10 o'clock, things can't be loud mm -hmm. and universal with screaming people on coasters, right. basically <laughs> little disruptive, it's eh, just tiny. That was Dr. Phillips, right? The high school, Dr. Phillips. Yep. <laughs> So because of all of that, basically, that is where Orange County basically says, nope, you can't stay open late. In fact, they have to get special permission during Halloween Horror Nights. And they actually have people that are in the back, well, I don't know the technical term, noise meters, for lack of words, monitoring the sound volume for the area so they can try to make sure they don't break it. Because if they hit over really? it for a certain time period, wow. Universal does usually during Halloween Horror Nights pay a lot of money. For breaking those uh sound ordinance fines wow. Mm -hmm. wow oh yeah they pay tons of money that's that's actually awesome i i can't believe that um so if you guys are wondering why disney stays open so late 
and Universal closes so early, that's yep. the reason why. There's a sound ordinance. There's a sound ordinance. That's I why never you also, knew that. Because of the neighborhoods, to throw a second little trivia in there, that's why you also don't see fireworks because of the fact of pyrotechnics go under a certain height where fireworks go a lot higher and those ashes unfortunately can float to neighborhoods and right because they're surrounded there by houses there has been supposedly issues of people's roofs getting holes burnt into them and stuff Oops. obviously universal or comcast has deep enough pockets they'll take care of those people if it's proven um they'll send obviously their people out <laughs> but definitely that's kind of why so when epic eventually is built and yes it will be eventually built um you'll probably see fireworks things of that nature hopefully come because they won't have the neighborhoods around them well i i can definitely tell you because i, I have some inside information <laughs> that um, you've seen a few things <laughs> i know a few things because we've seen a few things they have tested fireworks out you know at lockheed to make sure that it doesn't mess up our stuff I believe it. So they will be doing fireworks at Epic. <laughs> we will uh, we'll see how that all goes. But the reason why Disney can do all the fireworks is because they're out in the middle of nowhere. And yep. they pretty they're much own, own everything. Yeah. They're, they're miles and miles and miles away from people. So they can do whatever they want. Mm -hmm. So, and I mean, it was genius how Disney did that. But yep. Universal's not in the same boat. Which does California do fireworks? Or do they do pyrotechnics because they're right there surrounded by everything? I don't think they can, dude. Well, I don't no. Think they can. Remember when we watched the fireworks from the um, Paradise Pier? Yeah, but that wasn't like mega fireworks. So that would be that pyrotechnics was? then. Pyrotechnics. The same restrictions they probably think got. Think of uh, World of Color. World of Color had flames, but they didn't yeah. have like fireworks fireworks. So, but. Huh. Nope, wow. that's definitely why. So a little light to shed on that. So well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. If you were ever wondering why Central Florida Universal closes early, that's the reason why. Exactly. Thanks, Andy. Definitely. So Thank you, sir. Greatly appreciated. Definitely send your questions in. Indy will definitely take advantage of that. Disney, Universal, whatever it is. Just don't ask him personal questions. <laughs> What color is my Hello Kitty wrap on my car? Oh, it's going to be hot pink, brother. We can answer that question right now. White and pink. White and pink. Just All right. My rocket. So we have a very, very special thing that we got going on for Random Topic. We have a special guest that's going to be joining us. And we're going to be talking about something that's a little controversial. A little yeah, controversial. I've heard it more than once. So... so let let us get to it, ladies and gentlemen. This is Random Topic. Random Topic. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So for this week's Random Topic, we have a special guest joining the podcast. Yes. This is exciting. It is. And she's got an awesome question. Juliana, I know I'm going to mess this up. Juliana Chris Foley? Chris Foley. Chris Foley. Okay. Did good. I did pretty good. <laughs> Better than Jen's. <laughs> yeah. Well, forget Jen. I'm not doing her. So uh, she's from Highbridge, New Jersey, and she has contacted Universal Disney Nuts with an interesting question, haven't you? Very interesting. Yes. Let us have it. Okay. So there's a big thing going on with, you know, everybody loves dogs, right? So there's all this memorabilia that has dogs on it you'll see lady and the champ you'll see pluto you'll see bolt you'll see max from the little mermaid but the one dog 
we never see on anything, which half the time I feel like he's not considered a dog, is Goofy. Yes. That's, yeah. that's a great point. Like, I, even sometimes when I go to the park and meet him, I almost forget when I go to, like, hug him and everything, like, he has whiskers. I'm like, where did these come from? Like, I almost affiliate, like, Goofy as, like, my weird tall uncle. Like, I don't even see him as, like, a dog. But, like, he is. Like, you have two mouses, you have two ducks, and you have two dogs. But only one of them is actually represented as a dog all around Disney, like paraphernalia. Which would lead yeah. to our next question. Your uncle has whiskers? Yes. Awkward. <laughs> okay, well, no, no, let's... Beard is considered whiskers. On, on well, okay. All right, well, let's not get off topic. <laughs> let's not get off topic here. We're not trying to dig into Juliana's family here. <laughs> so that's that's actually an awesome awesome well, I question. I know them, so I can, but whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. But so I actually have the answer to all of what you need to know about Goofy. <laughs> we are going to put this question to bed once and for all. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. We are going to finally answer the life's question: What is Goofy? Is he a dog? Is he a cow? What is he? Let's have it. So, to answer this, we need to go back to 1932. As far. So he was, <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, he was created by Art Babbitt and Frank Webb and, at Walt Disney Productions. And Goofy first appeared as a member of the audience in Mickey's Review. And he made such an impression on Walt Disney that he was featured in other cartoons and then became part of the gang. So he was first given the name of Dippy Dog. D-A-W-G. Dippy Dog. Dippy Dog. In the newspaper <laughs> comic strip in 1938, the story of Dippy the Goop, which gave us an inkling of his future name change. So that was 1938. In 1939, the change was made with the release of the cartoon Goofy and Wilbur. I remember that. I remember seeing that cartoon. Like I, I was going to say, you remember I, 1939? I really? wasn't present at that time, but I, I think I had Disney Plus. I think I saw it. <laughs> sure. So, Not that old. So Goofy was created to be a dog with human characteristics, as opposed to Pluto, uh, so he walked upright and had a speaking voice. So he's considered to be, an, and I'm going to probably screw this word up, but anthropomorphic dog. Anthropomorphic. Anthropomorphic dog, which means they have the attributes of human traits, emotions or intentions to non-human entities hmm. that being said <laughs> uh -oh. I, I have a feeling there's more and there is so some people say well why is goofy a dog and pluto a dog so goofy was created as a human character as opposed to pluto who was created to be a pet so ah. and then some people will take it even further why can goofy talk but pluto can't so, theoretically, Goofy is not a dog, but a person who resembles a dog. Just like Mickey Mouse is a person who resembles a mouse. So he's like trans for dog. Yeah. <laughs> Where Pluto, however, is an actual dog meant to be a pet, which is why he can't talk. 
that also goes to reason why Goofy is not on dog merchandise put out by Disney. He's not an actual dog, but a human. And he's actually gone under a few different names over the years. So he has aliases of Dippy Dog, George G. Goof, Goofith D. Dog, Goofy G. Goof, and Super Goof. Really? Yeah. I love all those names. <laughs> really? And then he's been voiced by six different people over the years, dating back to 1932. You had hmm. Pinto Kalvig, who was the very first person who was Goofy, and then he was 1932 to 1967. Now, in there for about three years, he was having an issue with Disney, so he kind of wasn't the voice of Goofy for those three years. And that went to Danny Webb, who was one of the creators of Goofy. All right, so the long way around all this yes. is that to answer your question, Juliana, Goofy is a dog human or, or something. <laughs> Like, so that, that explains the uh, the uncle feeling, I guess. Yes! <laughs> yes, it does, ladies and gentlemen. Goofy is a dog human slash Juliana's uncle. That's what we've come up with. That there is, we go. That is exactly what we're going to come up with and what we're going to proceed on from. So now, has anybody had a memorable Goofy experience? Juliana, you said you, you've met that character in the parks, right? Of course I have. Who hasn't? Right, is, is Goofy your favorite character? What's your favorite character? My personal favorite character is Mike Wazowski. So oh, my God. <laughs> that has got to be the first person who has ever said that. All right. Who wouldn't say Mike Wazowski? He, oh, my people God. People that can't I'm say only, last names. I'm only 4'7". <laughs> So I relate to him on a height level, and there's just amazing. something about his type A personality that, like, I just resin with. She can look him eye to eye. <laughs> Ladies exactly. and gentlemen, Mike Wazowski, that is awesome. So I exactly. have a I have a memorable Goofy experience, and this uh -oh. goes back to my high school senior trip to the Magic Kingdom. And I'm walking through the parks. And back then, you know how the characters used to just be able to roam around and everything. Yeah. Well, we're walking around, so my girlfriends and I, all of a sudden, I'm being, like, dipped backwards. I'm like, what is going on? I look up. Goofy had me and was dipping me back. Did <laughs> like, he kiss you? He like a sailor? Me, yeah. Well, I mean. Headbutted her? Yeah. <laughs> well, he like, is a no dog human, me. so... <laughs> I don't know where we go with that, but he is I'm a dog human. <laughs> so, you know, so, <laughs> awkward. so that's my memorable Goofy experience. Was I, I got dipped by Goofy. Aww, I don't yeah. have any. Oh, there you go. I, you know, we have to yield respectfully because I don't think I have any Goofy stories. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm missing nope. out. So, Juliana, thank you so much for joining Universal Disney Nuts. Yes. Thank you for your question. That was Thank awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So before you take off, we have to ask the questions. Okay. And, and we ask this to everybody who joins our show. <laughs> if you had to choose one park and one park only, what would be your favorite theme park and why? I guess it, it would definitely be Magic Kingdom because there's just so there's so much going on. It has all the really iconic rides, has all the mountains. Uh, 
don't know. I really do. That was a park I didn't really go to a lot as a kid because it is considered a dry park. <laughs> well, okay, fair. <laughs> but once I got older and, you know, I was able to have a say in what we did. And once I, you know, spent a whole day there, it really, you can, you can spend a whole day there and you still need like more time. It yeah, just has, there's so much I feel to like that, that yeah. park itself is the most magical of mm-hmm. all of them. And I think it's, you know, it's probably just the castle seeing it. Cause my, yeah. I'm not trying to like say anything negative about Disneyland, but when I saw the castle in Disneyland, I was like a little underwhelmed because it's so tiny compared to the one in Orlando magic kingdom. Their castle is so big. Like you True. feel like, wow, right. that's an actual, like someone she, lives in that. Yeah. She's not wrong, bro. <laughs> She's not wrong at She's all. not wrong. Size does matter. Oh, I, you know, yeah, like it, a bad saying it because look, there's a, like the people in California die hard for Disneyland, but like I went there and I don't know, nothing competes with the Cinderella's with Castle. Magic Kingdom yeah. in yeah. Orlando. Hey, so <laughs> another quick question before we leave, because you know we have okay. you, so we we're gonna take advantage of that. That's if okay. you if you had to get rid of one park in Central Florida, what would it be? All right, so are we talking about. Like all the parks or just of the four? Which whichever park in Central Florida you choose. You have to get okay. rid of one forever. That's very, very easy. That's SeaWorld. Oh wow. okay. That's so easy. Why blackfish if you haven't seen it? Yeah, oh no, we've seen it. Yes. We've seen of it. Of course. Yeah. I, I can understand that. There's plenty of feel of it. I really do, because you know, you're seeing animals you would never see unless they were in that park, but there are definitely different ways to see it. Like mm-hmm. you may have to travel a little further, but you could totally go on whale watching tours when they're in their natural habitat. Yeah. I was actually just talking about it with a client the other day, just talking about Tilikum and like everything. Like how would you feel if you were stuck in a fishbowl when 70% of the world is your oyster. Right. And then you're just just swimming in your own, like, feces all day. Like, no, that's not fun. (laughs) Yeah, no, we totally get it. I would definitely feel the same way. I don't know how I would feel about being in the water with a killer whale. You know, like, that seems a little unfair because, like, I don't have a a chance with that. But, no, no, I, I I totally get it. So... Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much to Juliana joining us. That is so awesome. Thank you so much. And great question, by the way. Yes. We now know the answer. He is a Good. dog wow. human, not to be confused with Pluto, who is the dog. He's an actual pet. Man's best friend. Right. Yes. So, so hopefully that answered your question. <laughs> I think I can live with it. Awesome. And, and hopefully that doesn't change your perspective on your uncle. So. No. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for joining us. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was fun. Julianne, that was. was cool. Yeah. A Jersey okay. girl up in here. <laughs> I've known her mom since. Uh, 4-H prep <laughs> when I was like nine. I that think. was awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much, Juliana, for joining the yes. UDN podcast. We really appreciate it. Great question. It is. Because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that have no idea. No, because, I mean, at one point he was affiliated with Clarabelle. So some people thought he was a cow. Some people thought he was a dog. You know, so there was never but any if you clear. Look at his ears, he's bloodhound. Okay, so we got to move on. We finish up the podcast. Uh, let's talk about sponsors a little bit here. 
Uh, first sponsor, right out of the gate, I am so happy to announce that Rockstars and Flowers are blowing up. Woohoo! And I cannot tell you how awesome these guys are. Rockstars and Flowers is a sponsor of the podcast. They are killing it. They're out of North Carolina. But I don't know if you guys have seen this. You can go on UDN and you can see pictures of what they do. But essentially what these guys do is they take pictures of rock stars mm-hmm. and famous people. and they Like act- Jimi Hendrix and... Yeah, oh you know, yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. And like any rock star that you're a fan of, they can paint it. And what they do is they look at the picture, they paint the picture, and then they put flowers in the background. And I didn't think at first that that combination would work. These paintings look amazing. They're pretty they cool. Do. Go check them out. They have their own Facebook group, Rockstars and Flowers. It is unbelievable what these guys do. If you have a famous artist, I don't think they can go Disney or Universal because of copyright stuff. But, yeah, that's a little But if different. you have a famous rock star artist that you want a picture of, a painting of, like mural in your house... These are the guys to do it, and they are phenomenal. They are a big sponsor of us. We certainly couldn't do what we do without their help, so we certainly thank their uh, involvement here with the podcast, Yep. and we wish them continuous success. Definitely. So Definitely. That's something I wanted to get out there. But <laughs> you have some more interesting news about the marketplace. I do. Uh, the UDN marketplace is getting an overhaul. We are constantly like updating with new products, new sponsors, new groups, new everything. I mean, it's amazing what's out there. Jen's Jen's killing it, man. She is. Yeah, so we have three different marketplace programs. Uh, We have the UDN retail store, we have the UDN affiliate store, and then the UDN sponsor store. Lots Uh, of stores. I know. Um, So the UDN retail store obviously has UDN official merchandise got t-shirts we've got mugs water bottles we have our own ears which i'm wearing (laughs) and we'll uh, get a picture up on the the facebook page tanya's got the official universal disney nuts mickey ears lounge fly uh candy club universal candle company mouse bubbles all kinds of good stuff so go take a look on the udm retail store for those and i think we need umbrellas for uh, yeah, obvious reasons. I was gonna say, that's yeah. the next thing. <laughs> um, UDN Ponchos, affiliate umbrellas. store vendors that give us a special URL code to go onto their sites, and a lot of those will contain like Shop Disney. We've got some new ones on there. Vera Bradley, Bradford Exchange are brand new onto the page, and we have Amory, Etsy, Holes, uh, Ruggable, Globin. So if you just go through the UDN website to those links from our page. It's a link that goes to those websites. To those websites. But it's not an automatic thing, right? Like you have to go through UDN Marketplace to get to that website. Correct. To to get any kind of discount. discount. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, And then the UDN Sponsor Store um, contains a lot of our sponsors that will give coupon codes or discounts and a lot of those are like three cheeky chicks wax company missing disney sculptures who i am today gifts worth melting for cute college fits magic feather shop and the list just goes and on so say, and we've on, got a list and on. <laughs> so all kinds of uh, 
businesses out there. Well, Jen certainly has been killing it on these sponsors. And Definitely. we've got a ton of sponsors that are helping us out. We really appreciate it. If you guys are interested in supporting UDN and supporting UDN Live. The Patreon program. There's a Patreon program that helps us continue what we do. We do this for free for you guys, but it's certainly nowhere close to being free for us. So if you guys can help us out, we certainly we appreciate that. Love. We do. Yes, we do. <laughs> and the pet the cat. And the yeah, pet the cat. The so, and we're excited to announce as far as UDN Live goes, next season we will be actually live. Tamika. <laughs> um, we are going to be live on both uh, Universal Disney Nuts and also YouTube. So hopefully that gets us a little bit more exposure. Yep. So with that being said, folks, if you're listening to the podcast, please tell your friends about it. If you have friends that are completely Disney freaks, Universal freaks, SeaWorld, maybe not so much Juliana, but... <laughs> SeaWorld fans. Or just freaks. Or just freaks. <laughs> feel free to recommend us to your friends. Join our UDN Facebook group. Subscribe to the podcast. We do this every two weeks. We absolutely love doing it. Rain or shine, apparently. Yes. More uh, rain than shine. More rain than shine right now. But hopefully that'll chill out here soon. With that being said, we're going to wrap up the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to Juliana for joining us from Highbridge, New Jersey. Super cool. Thank you, Juliana. Yes. And uh, if you guys are in these parks, know that they're busy. They're going to get busier mm -hmm. now that we have stage three going on. Be prepared. Yeah. Be prepared. Wear your mask. Follow the rules. Nobody has to get hurt. <laughs> right. So if you're in these parks, be safe, have fun, wear your mask, and we'll talk soon. You have been listening to the official Universal Disney Nuts podcast. Please visit our website at worldofudn.com and join us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for all the latest updates, news, and events from your favorite theme parks. See you in two weeks.